Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. We're so excited you guys are joining us again this week. We um, always count it a privilege when we get to spend a little time with you and um, just want to say shout out to all of our regular listeners. Woo! Yeah. We are so thankful and excited to uh, talk about today's topic. You want to tell them what it is, babe? Well, the topic is a little bit mysterious. It says, why I must go. Yeah. And I want to talk about really a trip that the Lord has set up for um, for myself and the impact that it's going to make in, in South Asia. And I want to tell you a little bit about really uh, a, a ministry trip that I'll be heading out to in May. I'll be leaving, I think, on May 15th. And we're going to see a massive amount of um, God's work done in South Asia. That's right. Well, I should say you are. I'm not going to be going as we just begin talking through this trip that is coming up. But there's some exciting, really amazing things that we've seen God ordain, what feels like a real timely um, trip in your life. And so we're it's, gonna... it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And, and let me just tell you a little bit of, of why I must go. And uh, just to tell you what, what's going to be happening, I will be traveling to India uh, and Bangladesh. Uh, I'll be there uh, for about two weeks period of time. And my son Nash is going to be coming with, and I've got Pastor Stefan, he's going to be running security. And then I got a business leader that is in our church that's going to be doing business leader um, lunches and breakfast and meeting with parliamentary leaders and mayors and mm-hmm. some of the political figures. And really, this trip transpired. It's been trying to happen since before COVID. Yeah, it has. Been like on your heart and something. All like- of South Asia. And I'll tell you why. Right now, this will probably shock you. There are 2 billion people that live in South Asia. 2 billion. Yeah, that doesn't shock me, but. And only 2.7% of the two billion Mm -hmm. have been reached with the gospel. It's crazy. That number is 2.7. Yeah. And so what I began to do is I began to like drill down and find out, hey, why is this? Why why is there such a lack of the presentation of the gospel? Right now, there are three thousand five hundred and sixty people groups that live in this area. There's four thousand in the world 3,560 live in South Asia, and these are people groups that have never had an adequate presentation of the gospel. Yeah. So there's not a Bible translated in their language. There's not missionaries to these people groups. There is. Um, there are not churches. Yeah, the resources are not being vested in those areas like at all, or comparatively speaking to the way that Christians have approached reaching the rest of the world. Yeah, right. and so I'm 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 just intrigued by this, and so what I've I've actually taught this uh, on the weekends, but there's something called the 1040 window, and that's mm-hmm. 10 degrees uh, latitude and longitude, and it's basically it forms like a rectangle that goes over like the northern part of Africa mm-hmm. throughout the Middle East, and then it 
it dips into uh, South the Asia. The southern part, yeah, of Asia. And you ready for this? 97% of people that live in that quadrant of, of mm -hmm. area in the world are unreached. 97%. Wow, yeah. And then what blows my mind is that 96% of all missions dollars from America mm -hmm. go outside of the 1040 uh, yeah. window. It's crazy. So, and the reason is, and, and then think about this, uh, where there's uh, the amount of, the, the, the most um, terrorism and yeah. where uh, violence, and violence and all yeah. these different things. And, and the uh, it all is coming out of the yeah, 1040 window. a lot of evil. I tell people, it's the worst business plan ever. Why would we spend all of our finances to reach outside of the place where- It's the darkest. It's the yeah. darkest. Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm almost at a place in our church that I will, uh, I'm almost at a place where I'm going to require that 100% of our mission's dollars mm -hmm is gonna go where it's hardest. And I'll tell you why people don't wanna go where it's hard. It's because you don't see massive, massive results. Or not, yeah, not for, Instantaneously. Quite, not for quite a while. Yeah, it usually takes a lot of a lot of hard labor for what you see in the natural looks like a little uh, return. But we, yeah, we so, believe honestly that so much of that's so, gonna yeah. show it's, the fruit's gonna show. It's gonna be worth the, the sowing and the, um, cost spent to, now, to pour into I'm that. going to tell you what is going to be happening when, when I'm there and how you can be praying for this time. But I want to give you just a little bit of the backstory and take you back to when I was 19 years old. I was 19 years old. I was traveling with Sam Farina. He uh, was a very well-known evangelist all across America. And I happened to be in Minnesota. And we were at what was called a family camp. And what they would do is during, there would be a week that families would go to camp. And so they'd have like services for the kids and then the adults, the parents would come together and they're powerful. And so Sam was speaking there and I was just accompanying him. And I was, that was back in the day when you had briefcases. And so I was carrying his briefcase. And after one of the services, we went to the cafeteria there and there was a man, older man, retired, um, and I, I don't know how it happened, but I sat down with them and started asking them, Hey, tell me about you and come to find out he was the very first missionary to Bangladesh hmm. ever. Assembly of God missionary. Uh huh. Yeah. First one. Um, this was in the day that there were no churches mm -hmm. there, zero. He was the very first missionary, first missionary to this Bangladesh. This was like 25, 26 years Tw ago? Yep, 26 years ago. Okay. He, he was there in Bangladesh. Um, he was there for 50 plus years. Wow. He told me, he said, my wife had to pull me out of the gutter, out of the, like the sewer, because they would beat him up. He said, I've been stabbed. I've been shot. Um, wow. They, they tried to burn down the little establishment where he was trying to establish a church like the uh, the full-on assault against him establishing anything there was massive, massive. Mm. I didn't even realize who this guy was that I was yeah. talking to. He was like an apostle, the wow. very first one. And after 50 to 55 years of ministry, he established the first church. So he spent 50 years wow. and was able to only establish one church, like a small little uh group of believers. Today, mm -hmm. there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of churches, but it all started with this guy. Wow. Isn't that crazy? 
as a 19 year old, you just. I've never forgot. Yeah. I never forgot that moment with him. I, it was, I was with him for about two hours. Everyone told me afterwards, they're like, he doesn't tell anybody about what he went through and what he did. It was almost like uh, like a war hero that was in war, like your granddad was like that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's hard to talk about those traumatic yeah, things that you went difficult through, difficult things. Yeah. And yet this guy was opening up and telling me things that some of it are secret to me. I will I will treasure them for forever. What he shared. Uh, and I've always wondered, God, why did this man leave such an impression on my heart? Here I am now, 46 years age, 46 old, 46 years old, <laughs> and I was 19 when this happened. Yeah, and you never forgot it. And I never forgot it. And all of a sudden, we have an opportunity to step into South Asia and make a difference. And guess which nation I'm going to? Mm-hmm. Bangladesh. Yeah. It's been called the armpit of the world. There's 167 million people that live in Bangladesh. Wow. And it's a small little landmass country. Like it's the most densely populated place on the planet. Is it really? Uh huh. Wow. I, I looked it up. The exchange rate right now is crazy. The average person in Bangladesh, you ready for this? Yeah. They less. make 34 bucks a month. Wow. Yeah. Less like a dollar a day, basically. That's what the average person like lives on? That's what they live on. So coming up on May, we're going to be heading to um, Asia. And what we're going to be doing is some incredible ministry there. Incredible ministry. And what we're, we're going to believe God for is that we're going to see amazing miracles take place. We're going to be meeting with the... Uh, general superintendents who are over the entire nation. Yeah. And we're going to be strategizing with them and planning how in the world can we begin to make an influence mm-hmm. and an impact. And you guys are meeting with some pastors, right? So listen to the craziness of this schedule. Tell me. So I'm going to speak on that Sunday morning here at Life Fellowship Church on the 15th. That night, I get on a plane. I fly for a, an entire 27 hours. Ooh. <laughs> 27 hours. You got to stop somewhere in between, right? It's an hour layover. That's it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that you're not sitting somewhere for five or six hours. We're going to fly from DFW to, it's called Doka. I don't know. It's it's Qatar. We're going, we're going to fly into Qatar. I still don't know what the airport is And then from there, we're going to fly to Chennai. So Chennai is the, is the um, tech capital of India. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we'll it's a get really big city, huh? 10 million people. Yeah, hey, large. listen to this, everybody. Here recently, there was a girl, 27 years old, of the lower caste system in India that is a spirit-filled Christian that just got voted in to be the mayor of Chennai, the city of 10 million people. Wow. This is not the norm. We have heard and are so excited about this news because she's a believer. Mm-hmm. Of course, because Chris is going on this trip. So we've been looking into kind of what's happening in that area. And, you know, the caste system is such a huge part socially still of the way many Indians live and how people are treated based on what caste system they're a part of. And so her being lower caste and her being a woman. And on top of that, she's a spirit filled Christian and she's mm-hmm. pretty young. Isn't she in 27. her 20s? Yeah. 
27, so, 28, yeah. Whoa, we're like, look at what God is doing. Well, we're requesting a meeting with her. Yeah. So one of the ways that I believe missions needs to happen is not like uh, bottom up. I believe it's top down. You know, a lot of times people go in and they they reach the um, the, the the less fortunate. That's where their focus is. And I believe it's a little bit of both and. Yeah. So uh, I want to go to the the leaders, the ones that actually have the decision-making ability. Mm-hmm. So we're going to sit with them. So mm-hmm. we're, we, we're scheduling. So anyways, we get there on Tuesday. You leave Sunday night. I preach. I Tuesday. preach our four services that weekend because we're launching Saturday. Don't forget about Saturday. And then I get on this plane. It's 27 hours. And I don't know if you've ever traveled before long distances, but you are exhausted. Yeah. And g- get bit. ready to hear what happens. Okay. We get there on Tuesday. On the other side of the world, I have one day to get acclimated. In fact, that night, I'm going to be meeting with the general superintendent of uh, the Assemblies of God of all of India mm. that evening for dinner. Tuesday when you come. Next you day. stay awake, man. Next day. Yeah. We'll have 250 pastors beginning on that Wednesday. I will preach three services. Help him, Jesus. I'm going to start in the morning, first service, then I'll do one at lunch, and then I'll do one about five o'clock. I finish that up, three, then I go and I do a miracle service that night in one of the local churches. Wow. That's awesome. I do the same thing the next day. Three services and then- Three services and another mm-hmm. uh, another miracle service. And then we have a, a closing ceremony of all these pastors on Friday morning that I'm speaking at. Mm-hmm. Because you're meeting, hold on, how many pastors are coming? 250. To okay. So it's almost like a little a conference, if you will, like a pastor's it's a conference. conference. These guys have been beat up by by COVID and restrictions yeah. and- Just hardships of being in a- In a culture where 98% yeah. of the people are- Yeah, unbelievers. Or un- Hindus, many and- Hindus. Yeah. That's, yeah, they've been through a lot, these pastors. So- this will be. We're going to bring them hope. We're going to pray over them. Yep. We're going to pray that God just fills them with a freshness of the Spirit of God. Yeah. Uh, and then while, uh, and then that Friday night, I'll preach another miracle service. Mm-hmm. Lord, help me. In three days, that'll be ten messages. Yeah. Then f- uh, Saturday morning, um, we uh, we're doing a business leader breakfast where this is the tech capital of yeah. India. So all these business Some, leaders are yeah. going to come. We're renting out a hotel, and we're going to pour into all these business leaders because I believe that business and the ministry, the church, need to coincide together. It's the kings and priests. We're not in competition. Mm-hmm. We're actually supposed to complement each other. Yeah, yeah. And too many churches, they just they disregard the business leader. Yeah. And I want to teach them how do you how do you make business and ministry? Yeah. Work. And honor the Lord like in your business and watch how he's going to bless it. And so we're going to teach these guys. And, yeah, it's going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing. And then that night we do, an, this is Saturday night. So then Saturday night I do another, I've got to be eating all kinds of food that I'm not used to. <laughs> you need to take your vitamins. I'm going to be, yeah. Uh, then that's that, that's that Saturday night. Think about this. How many times, so I speak another miracle service. Then sat, Then Friday, excuse me, Sunday morning I wake up. And I'm speaking at a church of 50,000. Wow. They have eight services and they start at 6.30 in the morning. Okay. And I'm preaching through translators. This is going to be great. The Lord's going to... Stretch me. He's going <laughs> to give you a lot of opportunity to grow in your patience and your... 
in your faith. It's it's going to be amazing. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna believe that God's going to use us to bless the fire out of these guys, train them, and see, send them out. We're going to see the miraculous see miracles in an incredible way. Oh, I can't wait to come back and tell everybody. I, yeah, I need to come back on the, the podcast and be, tell the stories yeah, of miracles amazing. and record some videos so we can you know. But I got to be careful. See. Like I cannot. Um, like. You, I can't take pictures there. Can't? No, I have to do everything from a profile because they scanned them. Hold on, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it is against um, the law for me to go there and to preach anything uh, outdoors publicly. I can be invited into a church to speak. But it's against the law if you You were should to have go seen outside. the visa that I had to fill out for yeah. this thing. It took me at least eight hours to, f- to finish it. Are you serious? They want to know where my dad was born. Where uh, they want to know. They want to know every country I've been to in the last ten years. Huh. huh. I mean, it's it's uh, it's very rigorous. So, but we finish up those services. That's that Sunday. I'm speaking all those services at this church of fifty thousand. Eight of those on Sunday, or no? Not? I told him. I said I can't do all eight. Yeah, you're not going to have a voice. Then that night, I do another miracle service on that Sunday okay. night. And then the next day, we fly to Dhaka, okay. Bangladesh. On Side that note here. Yeah. Do you know about that sore throat tea we have? What? We have tea for your sore throat. I need to send a box with you. Do you all know about that? People listening, vocalists, people What's it who called? sing. It's called sore throat tea. Oh. <laughs> it's real. That's the name. Hey, my gramps, he used to have a tea. Don't tell about your gramps. <laughs> I opened up the cupboard one day and I said, hey, gramps, what's this stuff? And it was called the Smooth Move. Stop. And I said, Cramps, what kind of tea is that? And he laughed. He's like, yeah, that's a good tea right there, the Smooth Move. I don't think you're going to need that in India. (laughs) No. (laughs) I just pray that I don't get deli belly. That's what it's called. Y'all just pray for me. And pray for Tatum while I'm not here. So, But that's just the first week. And then we fly to Bangladesh. Yep. And we do the same schedule again. Yeah. I'll be speaking four times a day with all kinds of people drawing on you. And they actually say that to speak one message mentally and what it does to you physically is worth, is, is equivalent to working an eight hour day. I mean, it's, it's insane. You're going to do it. Great, honey. And we're going to pray for a bunch of people. We're going to see all kinds of miracles happen. And then we're strategizing because I'll be meeting with the general superintendent of Bangladesh, and we're going to be praying and asking, okay, how do we begin to infiltrate all of South Asia with the gospel, and how could God use Life Fellowship? Yeah. How can we come alongside these pastors and the work that's happening here and be a blessing and see the gospel spread in ways that it hasn't yet? It hasn't. And we're, and we're asking... Lord, help connect us in with great yeah. business help leaders, us find the right people, with great politicians, yeah. and parliamentary uh, individuals, and then great church leaders. Yes, and then empower the pastors, and then I'm going to get into the churches, and then we'll bless the people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. during this trip, there'll probably be uh, close to over, well over a hundred thousand people that we will be influencing and ministering to during this time. Amazing! It's amazing. Who would have ever thought? the opportunity that you guys would have. And I'm so glad Nash gets to go and Pastor Stefan will be there experiencing all of this. Yeah, I asked him, I said, man, I need you to come with me to help run security because I stand out. (laughs) 
I got that blonde hair. I said, I need someone with some eyes. And he was a German tank commander. And, and he said, ooh, I wonder what weapons I can get when I get there. <laughs> that was his first question. I loved it. Because he'll make sure that everything oh, is safe. And Because I don't need to be nabbed. Nope, you don't, honey. Oh. You're not going to be nabbed. No. The Lord goes before you. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So this is what, a two-week trip? This would be a two-week trip, and then I get back, and then I'll have like a couple days to recoup, and then we go back into our, I'll be uh, into our Sunday, uh, Saturday night and Sunday service. Yes. Right when you come back. And then, right, no, that that weekend when we come back will be our, and we're believing God for it, that we're going to have uh, our pursuit night outside that night in our new backyard of the, the lawn that will have the, the largest water baptism celebration in the history of Collin County happening Woo-hoo. here. Right, the week you get back. The week I get Hold back. On. We're having water baptism outside, not the outside. pursuit service. No, the, the whole pursuit, because I feel like we're going to have about 150 people get baptized. The whole service is going to be outside? Yeah, we're going to have balloons, that. and we'll be grilling up, and we'll have music and the band. If we're baptizing 150 people, that's going to take some time. Wow. And I'm asking people, maybe you've never been baptized, or maybe you were baptized you know, early on you know, as a as a little kid, and now you've really grown in your faith, and now Christianity actually means something more to you than it did at that age. You know, yeah. you're encouraging people to if yeah. you're and there's if you're nothing wrong with being baptized again. twice. Yeah, do it again. You and I, when we went to Israel, we were both baptized. I baptized you in the River Jordan. Yes, you did. I held you down just a little bit longer. <laughs> I saw those little bubbles coming on up. I'm like, all right, just a little bit longer. <laughs> you did not do that to me, but. This is why you have to go, honey. Yeah, I have to go. And we have to find out how we as Life Fellowship can begin to make a difference. Get into this 1040 window where there's such a small minority of people that even know who Jesus is or have heard, you know, a real presentation of who he is. So the the two big religions that are there are the Buddhists and the uh, the Hindus. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Hindus, they actually called Christianity the poor man's gospel. So the reason why many of them don't turn to the Lord, two things. Number one, they are the, they are the religion that has like 33 million gods. So they don't mind accepting Jesus as just another one of the 33 million yeah. gods. Yes. They, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus is good friends with my God, with this God, with that God. And there's only one way, and that's only through Jesus. Yeah. So... To uh, to bring a a Hindu to the place where they believe in Jesus, it takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of um, relationship, and it takes the miraculous. When they see the miraculous yeah. happen in front of their eyes, yeah, they turn they turn to the Lord. Second thing is it, it's called the poor man's gospel, and so what happens is a lot of times the Christians come in and they feed the poor. And uh, as they should, uh, yeah, sure. No, yeah. no uh, there's no doubt they about it. They feed, that. they give clothes, they take care we, of everyone who's really in the without, yeah, lacking that is really in so All the influential people, the people that that rule, that make decisions, that yeah. run businesses because of the caste system, they they look at them, they say, uh, those people are less than why would we ever want to become like them? Mm-hmm. And it's a huge deal, the caste yeah. system. It's almost like the lower caste in some way is um they're they're less than than, than like cattle. An, yeah, like you're worth less than than livestock. It's un 
It's real, demonic. Yeah, it's unreal to wrap your mind around how you can look at another human and think they're so... Well, they won't even look at you. If you are of the lower caste, if I stand in front of... Now, the fact that I'm a white guy coming there, I am immediately the highest of the high, high, high caste system. I'm the highest. And when I talk to them, I've been told they won't even look me in the eye. Even if I say, hey, please look at me in the eye. Hmm. They won't. They'll have their heads down. And we've heard stories about how in some towns, some how the custom used to be and some towns still operate this way that if a lower caste person walks through the town just going down the street they're required to go on the other side of the road or you have to take off your shoes and walk yeah. through the, when you know the you're in the presence of the, town, of the older of the, uh, higher of caste, the higher caste how you even, you have to take off your shoes you have to walk your bike weird right it's just so evil to degrade humanity to such a low place that you require them to even like behave different. They just don't count or don't matter. In they their, don't matter. That if they die, they die. It doesn't matter. It's well, it terrible. matters to Jesus. Exactly. And But the the fine line to, to balance is that we've got to reach those that are of the higher caste system as well. To help Because the thing is, when this, they get saved, yeah, they, the caste system goes away. Yes. Shouldn't, yeah. In, in among the Christian believers, there's they're not living this way. No. And not seeing the caste system because the Lord has really... Re- you know, change their hearts and revealed truth to them. Now, the Buddhists, mm-hmm. their main goal is to reach enlightenment, nirvana. And that that basically means that I want to get to the place that I no longer exist. That you that you become nothing is how it is explained, basically. Yeah. That you because they believe in reincarnation. That you come back as something else and then as something else and something else, and then that you're just there are three different st- kinds of Buddhism. I'm learning all this stuff. Tell us, baby. Crazy. Three three different kinds. The the first kind is the ones that most people are very familiar with. And you see that in China and in Japan. Uh, and this is the very peaceful uh Buddhists that again, their whole goal is to reincarnate, reincarnate. Like monks that we think about Buddhists. To become nothing. Yeah. The second is what's a militant Buddhist. Mm-hmm. So this is what you have in the nation of Sri Lanka. Uh, I believe Thailand is like that. There are those that are in India that are, and even in Bangladesh, that are very. Um, They're very violent, militant. militant. Yeah. Like they will force Buddhism on you. Yeah, like a terrorist type approach. <laughs> we have we have pastors that we have supported in our church uh, from Sri Lanka, like hundreds of them, and. Many of them, their families are petrified. They have to put their children to bed with helmets yeah. on their heads. Because what these Buddhists do is they throw massive rocks through their little roofs that they have. Yeah, through their huts or the homes and crash these rocks through trying to hurt their families hurt their and their families, kids. And them. they have hit their children or landed you know, on them injured them. And so sometimes the pastors are literally putting helmets on their kids as they put them to bed to but they're keep them helmets. safe. Like unbelievable what... Oh, they'll find the pastors or their kids and they'll beat them up. There are so many stories of the, these uh, Buddhists coming into uh, church services, mm-hmm. dragging, like they they will drag Physically, the pastor yeah, out yeah. in front of the congregation Harm them, yeah. and they will beat the living daylights out of this yeah. pastor. And then our missionaries told us stories like this where the even the so the um the Buddhists are the ones who actually run the country. They have they have more say so than like 
police and government in some ways. The priests, yeah, yes, the monks. The priest. And they're um, then demanding that whoever the owner of the building is that the pastor is meeting from, that their church is at, that the you no longer can lease to them. Like, kick them out, you tear up the lease, they're not going to be allowed here anymore because they're trying to stop the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Throw like, them in prison. Yeah, it's a... And they live in fear. They live impoverished. Um, the people come and give the way that they pay their tithes because it's an agricultural cult- culture is that they bring fruits and vegetables and chickens and um, and they're they really have a lot fighting against them. I asked um, one of my friends. I asked him. I said, "How is it that they can be?" that they can go through all this. I can't imagine. And he said, you know, Mm. when you are in the middle of that persecution, God gives you grace. Like there's a grace that comes in the middle of that that you don't necessarily have when you, like the grace comes when you need it. Yeah. And so we're really going to go help uh, give them hope. Bless them. We're going to give them leadership. We're going to meet with influential people. And this won't be the last time that we go. Yeah. This is just the first. And... As we go this time, uh, it's going to open the door for many more trips, and I want many of you that are listening with uh, right now to come with me. And let's go impact Southeast Asia, South Asia, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can't wait to hear the stories. It's going to be great. So when we come back, You'll have to I'll share. have to share some of yeah, the stories we'll of the miraculous. Podcast. And I want you to please pray for me when I'm gone. I'll be gone the 15th, that evening of May uh, all the way till I think it's Memorial Day. I get back. What's Memorial Day? That's a Monday, the thirty first. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's the thirty first. I know that our anniversary is in. I won't be with you on our anniversary. I'll when be is it, babe? Twenty ninth. He got it right. Uh huh. <laughs> and how many years will it be? Twenty three. Twenty three. Can you believe it? Amazing. Yeah. So everybody, hey, p- please pray. Um, we must go. And I want you to come with me uh, on one of these trips, and you're going to see the miraculous. You'll see blind eyes open and mm-hmm. the deaf walk, uh, the, the the deaf hearing, um, the lame walking. We're going to see scores of people come to Christ. Yeah, and um, there'll be. And I just need you to pray because yeah. the enemy does, is not happy about this. Yeah, your prayers will go with him now and cover them before they get Amen. there. Amen. So it's going to be good. Well, hey everybody, hope you all have a great day. I'm so excited about the future, and I'm so thankful that we have the opportunity to do this uh, work of the ministry together. Yeah, this has been fun. Thanks for letting us just kind of share what's going on in our world with all of you and what's coming up. So- now, we'll be back next week with an actual lesson and talking uh, about some practical things happening yeah. in your life. Yeah. But I just felt like it was important today to share this really uh, important, important assignment that yeah, the Lord's given to me. Yeah, I think this is me. good. All right. You guys guys. have a good one. God bless. Bye-bye.